So today I would like to share um, a technique or a method um, with you which might be helpful to change the way we relate to emotional or physical pain. Understanding that experiencing pain is not optional, but suffering is. Understanding that we are co-creators of the experience of suffering through the way we relate to pain. So the problem is not the emotional or physical pain, but how we create suffering from that is through the way we relate. And that's good news because that's something we can modulate the way we relate. We can't change that we are in this body and with this body, with this physical experience, there will be pain, physical and emotional pain. But we can explore how can I relate to pain in a way that not only I reduce my subjective suffering, but we actually start to recognize that it is the pain we experience which is the catalysator of our capacity to love. So the pain we experience, emotional and physical pain, is actually not a hindrance to awakening, to bring forth our potential, but it is actually the path, it's the way. So when we deepen our experience of no self and the insight that the content of our experience is empty, has no substance, is transparent, then of course we travel lighter to, uh, to life, through life. And that is something uh, available to us and we are on the way to recognize no self or we relax the identification with the narrative self and we are more and more able to experience space and energy, the energy of pain together. So an experience of pain becomes more and more spacious, transparent, dreamlike, which doesn't make it to go away, but the background space or the background piece, your essential self, becomes more and more the foreground. It, it kind of starts to emerge from the background into the foreground and you will be able more and more to inhabit that spaciousness instead of the 
instead of the narrative self and its struggles. But until then, until then that becomes a genuine experience, it's good to have some provisional methods because life somehow manages to bring to us the pain we need to work through. It's kind of a feedback system. So the pain we experience in our life exactly shows us where we are stuck. So until we have a more a more deeper experience, not only a knowledge, but actually an experience of spaciousness, and we are able to inhabit spaciousness, loving spaciousness, the nature of your mind, your essential self. Until then, it's helpful to have methods to work with physical and emotional pain. Other methods than realizing no self and realizing the emptiness of all phenomena. And there's many of those, and probably you have, hopefully, the last years of your life, uh, discovered resources. You have broadened your toolbox of responding to pain, physical and emotional pain, in more helpful ways. And that's everything what helps from body work, yoga, all kinds of meditation practices, therapy, uh, whatever you do uh, to feel lighter, to feel more spacious, to whatever you do which helps uh, a physical and emotional pain to move through more, more, uh, more quickly and more easy. So, and that's one of the one technique or method I would like to share with you today. So this, uh, this method I'm going to share is based on the insight that it's necessary or it is really helpful before we move towards pain that we connect with the resources. Yeah. So because you want to relate to the pain, to the emotional or physical pain, in a way that it doesn't overwhelm you, because then you would just re-traumatize yourself. So you move towards the pain, but it doesn't go into openness, it doesn't go into lightness, it goes into the opposite. It becomes more dark, more tense, more... So that, that is a sign that you... that that you move towards the pain, but you don't have the capacity to be with pain without being overwhelmed by it. So that's why it's so important when you go into the contracted aspects of your experience, first to connect with the resources. And that is really an important part of Buddhist practice, like if you follow a Tibetan Buddhist meditation protocol, for example, it always starts with taking refuge. 
So that's a basic uh, movement of going into a safe direction and connecting and experiencing that which supports you. Um, then there is, uh, in, the, in the meditation protocol, there is the intention of bodhicitta. So if we are practicing that we facilitate awakening within ourselves, not only for ourselves, but for the whole world. So it puts the practice into a bigger context. Yeah? It becomes less, oh, what about me, me and my pain? It becomes us with our pain. And then there is, uh, as part of the meditation protocol, there is the posture, you know, assuming a posture which is grounding and supporting and creates a resource by itself. Then there is meditating together. You know? Just meditating together is a resource. Yeah? Because we are, yeah, we we literally meditating together. It's not like uh, me and myself and my inner life is meditating in a room with other, with other people. We are literally meditating together. We create a field yeah, where it might be a bit easier and more spacious to be with yourself because you're not alone there. So all the so-called preliminary practice, like making offerings, prostration, all these uh, practices of the meditation protocol, they, they are practices of connecting with resources. And then you do the body of your meditation, whatever that is. So the way, and I'm going to guide it, I'm just kind of give you a little script of what, what, I, what we are going to do. So we will start with just uh, connecting with what is, the posture, the, the field, the, um, the others in this room, settling, settling the mind. a bit of uh, reminding that we are practicing in the container of the Buddhist teachings, that we are protected by that, by the presence of the Buddha, whatever that is for you. And then I will invite you to connect with an, uh, a part of your body which is contracted which is pain. It doesn't need to be the biggest pain. It can be some restlessness you feel, some heaviness, some numbness somewhere. And one of the ways, if there's nothing present already, you know, something you bring with you already and you are already aware of that, so one way to do that is to connect with a situation, a recent situation in your life which triggered you, which caused you pain. Uh, so a conversation you had, something which happened, yeah? and it's it's of course a bit of it's a bit strange, of course, to you know call problems into this room. But but if they are not there, 
Yeah, but uh, we do it for for exercise. Yeah? So usually I, I usually I don't need that kind of meditation. Yeah. So, but in order to to get to know this practice, it's necessary that there is some something we can identify within our body, which is contracted, which is heavy, which is tense, or something like that. So and then. I will invite you to uh, look in your body for an area which is less contracted, maybe even pleasant, maybe even alive. Yeah. So let's say you have a, a fear experience which maybe shows in the solar plexus or in the belly. Yeah. So let's say. And uh, and so we, we in this meditation we are going to lo look at it, explore it. But then we will go into an area of our body which is more alive, which could be the hands, could be the feet, could be even the belly if. If the discomfort is in the solar plexus, maybe you discover that the belly is quite relaxed, or the other way around. It could be in your face. Yeah? So just an area where there is less pain, which is less contracted, or even feels good, feels alive. Yeah? So that's the resource. And we will spend more time there, kind of soaking it in. We model. This is also an exercise which uh, gives us a sense how we can modulate our awareness, our attention into something resourceful. We have that capacity. Yeah? So we have that capacity within. Uh, uh, within pain to turn our mind to a resource, to light, to healing, to the Dalai Lama, to you know whatever symbolize, symbolizes essence love for you. So we will do that and then there will be a time of alternating between the resource, the part of your body which is alive, and the part of the body which is contracted. So we, we modulate our attention. This is so important that we get to know that capacity. Yeah? That, we can, that we always have this choice of modulating our attention. So in this case here, we don't modulate our attention in order to kind of go into a transcendental space and uh, ignore that which is contracted. So we modulate our attention into the resource, which in this case is a part of your body, and then we go back. And without any kind of attention in, intention, we just go back and we observe what happens. And then we go back into the resource. And it's maybe like maybe like eighty percent 
being in the resource and 20% uh, bringing our awareness back into the pain. And then we just see what happens with that. If there's a change, <coughs> what happens What happens with the pain and what happens with the resource when we alternate like that, just with, the, with curiosity. Yeah. Okay, so let's make this little experiment. Let's see, just playing around with this, yeah? not, not being serious, uh, but just an experiment and then you will start to feel if this is a, a method, a tool which you would like to take with you for your for the net for the next pain attack, which for sure will come. Yeah. That's that's for sure. It's already building up. The universe is already building up out of kindness and love the next trigger. And it's going to continue until we get it. You will just meet the right people in the right situation and the right sickness or the right loss. Yeah. It's beautiful. Nothing is ever lost yeah. until it's loved until it's recognized as empty. So there's also no rush. So we don't need to kind of uh, rush into that because we have all the time, we have infinity, we have eternal time. Uh, just one last thing. As with all these kind of methods, what is important is that we bring as little as possible the intention to get rid of the pain. As little as possible. I mean, it's, it's natural that we want to get rid of pain, yeah? But, you know, it can have different intensities. Uh, because as soon as we bring into any kind of practice, or, I'm, uh, yeah, accepting, accepting, allowing, that sounds good, but I'm doing it because I hope that, that, that then I can get rid of the pain. And that is actually then increasing the resistance, which is the cause for the pain. And it's very subtle and, and, and kind of, you know, and it takes time to really let go of the need to feel good. It, it's, it's really difficult. But as we can do it a little. Yeah. We can do this practice with curiosity instead of, oh, maybe this will work. And meaning, I will feel better after the meditation. That's exactly how you prevent feeling better. So let's take a few moments to take our seat yeah? and you adjust your posture so that you sit with some dignity and alertness but in 
On the other hand, it is balanced by softness and kindness, or softening, softening rigidity. And if you like, you can close your eyes. Maybe in this case, it might be good to close your eyes because then it's easier to connect with your inner life as it is. And then you take just some time to make contact with your inner life, with, with the inner weather of today. And it is something which you allow to happen. So it's shifting from the busyness of the day, shifting from the doing into present moment awareness. And part of that shift is a sense of sliding or dropping from the head into the body. into the whole body, even down into your legs and feet, the trunk of your body, the arms and hands. And your breath can be an ally in this shift. So with the in-breaths, you slide. Maybe you deepen your breath for a couple of minutes without effort, but just a little bit deeper breathing. And then with the out-breath, softening in the shoulders and in the belly, going more spacious, becoming more spacious. And then you receive the in-breath. It's breathing you. While we are doing it, there is an awareness of the togetherness in this room, that we are doing this gesture together. So we meet not only our personal inner life, but the shared common human experience. And actually, we can make this circle broader because right now there's thousands and thousands of others who are in the presence of the Divine, in quiet prayer, and there's always a field of prayer whenever you sit.
and we can also remind ourselves that we are sitting together in the spirit of compassion, protected through the teachings of the Buddha, the lineage of the Dalai Lama, And notice how the floor, representing earth, how the floor in gravity holds you. And let yourself be held. So earth and gravity is supporting every layer of your body perfectly. And you can allow yourself to soften into that. And thoughts become less important. The radio station of the narrative self, the inner dialogues, the mental images, they continue to arise like waves on the surface of the ocean, and that's fine, there's space for them. But uh, as best as you can kind of lose a bit interest, try to be disenchanted with that noise, which you have been inhabiting probably most of the day today. So now you give yourself the permission to connect with the deeper part of your being. So you allow that to come to the foreground, to surface. And only if you get entangled, meaning that you emphasize the narrative self and its stories too much, you make this little kind gesture back into the aliveness of your body, the rising and falling of your belly or the aliveness in your hands, the movement of the breath. And maybe maybe, something opens up just by connecting with present moment awareness. Some, some stillness surrounding you and pervading you. Maybe a little bit more space. A sense of presence.
So now we will uh, connect with an area in your body which is contracted, tense, unpleasant, and maybe you would like to connect it with a story, with a situation, something which caused you emotional pain, but the other option is that you have some physical pain. And so you scan your body and then without thinking a lot what to choose or what it is, just make that welcoming gesture and then see what comes forward. And it doesn't need to be very intensive. It could be just a tiredness or some, some darkness. Something you would rather not to experience. And then you modulate your attention towards it. Neither too far away nor too close. So you keep some spaciousness, some kind of distance, but you open to it, you receive it with awareness. And the breath can help you to modulate your attention with a sense that you're breathing into that area or through that area. So where in your body is it? Is it kind of clear? It could be also a bit vague. Does it have a shape? Is there a color? And if, it, if there's no color, what color would it have? What's the quality of the sensations? Or if you would Describe it as a material. What would it be? What would it be made of? So you keep one foot in the witness, in spaciousness, and you go as close as possible. With a curious mind, who are you? How do you feel? Do you have a sense if this pain is ancient or young? 
How old is it? Is it? Is it very familiar? Or is it something alien, something unknown? So now we gently modulate our attention. So we take our attention and we scan our body and we allow a part of the body to come forward which is less contracted, maybe even pleasant. And again, you don't need to think a lot, just take the first, first thing which comes up from the whole body, from the toes to the top of your head. So is, is there a part in your body which feels more light, more pleasant, more open, more alive? And you gently modulate your attention to towards that, together with the breath. So in which part of the body is that? And again, it can be quite localized and clear with, a, with clear boundaries, or it can be rather vague. And then your breath can help you to modulate your attention with a sense that you're breathing in or through that area of your body. And here you can get really close. Maybe you can even step into that room. their shape. Is there color? And if there's no color, what color would it have? And what's the quality of the sensations? If it would be a material, what would it be made of? And while you are approaching it, does it change? Is it alive? What is its temperature? Is it the same as the surrounding body or is it colder or hotter? And then you rest there.
Maybe you can even rest in it. So you allow that area of your body to fill your field. And then you rest, breathing with it, breathing into it, breathing through it. And rest, close to it or in it. And maybe you can even intensify it. So that's the resource in this meditation. And for some people, it's easy to connect that with essence love or with awakeness or with non-localized love, non-localized healing. But um, that's not necessary. You can just be with how it is. So in peripheral, peripheral awareness, there's other things happening. There's thoughts and maybe also still a residue of the contracted part of the surroundings in this room. But uh, your main pull is... Uh, there. Towards the resource. You receive the resource. You allow yourself to be open to receive the re resource. So now we modulate our attention again. So you bring in a gentle way, not quickly, not jumping, but just in a, in a, in a gentle way. You kind of, it's like changing the dance partner. So you return back to that area of before. And you just do the same. You go as close as possible, keeping a sense of spaciousness and witness. 
and you breathe into or through the area of contraction. If it's gone, maybe you need to connect with the headline again, like someone said this and this to me or something like that. And maybe it shifted into another part of your body, so that can also happen. And then you take a few moments and notice if something has changed. Does it did it weaken? Did it become stronger? Did the color change? Or is it the same? And then we modulate our attention again. So we go back to the resource without, uh, without her hurry. And, just and, and notice your capacity to modulate your attention. You don't really know how to do it, but you can do it anyway. So you shift again the dancing partner. And again, moving close to the resource, notice if something has changed. Maybe it's a bit more difficult now to be with it. And here, of course, you can get as close as you want. Maybe you can even experience no, no separation. Kind of stepping into a different room. And you breathe there. You receive the energy of your resource like a blessing. Breathing. Soaking it in. Filling, bringing it to the foreground. Is the color changing, the quality of the sensations, the energy, and is it changing?
So you notice the non-static vibrating, flowing energy, the frequency. See if you can experience your resource without any words, without concepts, without labels. just for what it is, directly. And then again, we go back gently. It's really like gently shifting our dancing partner. So you take your time, modulate, with curiosity and breath, you modulate your attention back to the contraction, back to the pain. The resource goes somewhat into peripheral awareness. It might stay, but you bring the contracted energy to the foreground. And you just notice if, if something has changed. Sometimes it gets worse you know, because we are getting closer. Sometimes it opens. Maybe some other layers come forward. Beneath the primary pain, there's often some other layers of pain. And you breathe there with enough distance, you become more intimate. At the same time, you also keep the experience of space, the experience of the witness. You, you keep the experience of that which is bigger than the pain. And notice if the color, if there is a color, if the color has changed, if the density has changed. If it completely disappears, that's fine also. So that's, that's a possibility. So and then again, modulating your attention towards the resource. Not jumping, but gently modulating towards the resource. And again, that did something change? Is it the same? 
as a deepening, as a becoming smaller. And being as close as possible, so close that you almost could step into it. So now we are broadening our awareness into the whole body. So take your time to feel your whole body from the toes to the top of your head. And the whole body is breathing, you feel the aliveness in the whole body. In a way you could say feeling your energy body, perceiving your body as energy as an energy field, which uh, is closer to truth, actually. So you let go of the mental image of the body. And you just stay with the pure experience. Body is energy. So and then you notice these two, two areas, just noticing them. So noticing the whole body, and then also noticing these two areas. So and then we are broadening our attention to the fact that we are doing this gesture together. There's a togetherness. So for a moment, you, we allow the word mine to disappear. We're looking together, we're giving space together. And we all have the innocent, pure essence love as our true nature, and we all have painful conditioning. So it's not personal. So what you touch within you, you touch within all of us. You touch common humanity. And if you bring healing witness love, the content of your experience, you share healing witness love with all of us, not only in this room. So deep within our heart and in the heart of all beings, is an incredible source of love and wisdom. And we also all struggle together.
and it's not personal. Except if you make up an I. A me. And then you rest. Emphasizing spaciousness. Witnessing. Loving witnessing. Loving awareness. Nobody's alone. For a few moments, for a few minutes, just with what is. In spacious aliveness. And you receive everything. You, as the loving witness, You receive yourself, you let yourself in, into the loving witness, and you let everyone else in. You as the loving witness, you as loving consciousness. Whatever arises is being infinitely loved. So you probably already 
get a sense if this would be something helpful for you, like you know, a tool you would like to explore deeper, even if nothing much happened for you tonight because you were busy with other things or you were too tired. And uh, you know, kind of the cup is full and, uh, and then, then nothing is being received. Yeah, but then I will put this onto my SoundCloud profile so you can do it again. And then also I already uh, did it in a guided meditation which is called Being with Emotional and Physical Pain. So it's already, it's already recorded, so you, you can uh, uh, check that out. And this is of course like with every method, uh, you know, give it more than one try. You know, even if now it was like, what? Um, so uh, you can give it a try a few times, and then you know, if you figure, if you come to the conclusion, oh, that's me too complicated to me. It doesn't make sense. Then you just leave it. Yeah. Uh, but if there you see the a potential in it, I think it's a really helpful tool, which then, of course, also needs to be adapted to your language and to your symbols and to your words. So it's important uh, to give, get, you know, to to be creative uh, with this kind of uh, tools. Yeah? So this is just an inspiration, uh, but then uh, then you kind of get a sense of the structure, and then. You, you you find your own way uh, with this. I mean, there's so many variations how how you can how you can work with this idea, the the idea of turning to resources first. Yeah. One place I I've learned that is you know in Jungian dream work when you work with a nightmare or you know what you always first do. Uh, before you go to the demon, you identify a resource in the dream. And that's, it's kind of resource-oriented psychotherapy. So you are not starting with what's wrong with you, let's look at that and explain me everything about it. Uh, but uh, let's look at what is good in you, what is good in your life, what is working. Yeah? So when you start there. Uh, and that's not escaping, because you do that in order to turn back uh, to that which needs healing. <coughs> but you turn back to what needs healing, and you have understood that what you want to heal inside of you, you need to touch. I mean, that's so there needs to be a willingness and an understanding that, uh, that nothing heals to ignoring it or suppressing it. So, but if you have understood that, then but then you go there, not alone. You you go there with uh, with friends, and and these friends can be inner friends, but it could be also another person, yeah, who, who goes with you to to towards the pain. And then it's important that we don't push it. So if there's a strong resistance. Uh, not to kind of try to break through, yeah? but then you work with the resistance. 
So you, you, you look at the resistance, you welcome the resistance. So it's, you know, that's one of the um, you know, when people get in trouble in, in mindfulness retreats, and I, sometimes that happens, and I have met people like that, particularly like very intensive mindfulness retreats, like kind of Cuenca-style retreats, uh, because the only instruction you get there is be aware, stay, breathe into it, look at it. And, and that makes sense, uh, in a way, yeah, it is a good instruction, but sometimes it's not a good instruction because you have to have the capacity to be with your inner life without being overwhelmed by it. That's important. And sometimes uh, a lot of our time of inner work is connecting with these resources finding them, getting to know them. Yeah. It's, it's very important. Strengthening your refuge. And then you do what is possible. Maybe in the beginning it's just acknowledging it. You know, it's just like, yeah, I know that you are there. Right now it's too much. I know because I have to... No, I have to go for work tomorrow. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't dance with you because it's, uh, I'm afraid. But then just that is sometimes enough for you know, some, some relief. Yeah? So because that pain in you, that part in you knows, okay, I have suffered for 30 years now. I can wait a little, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm seen. And uh, I feel the commitment that, uh, that you are willing to relate to me. Yeah? So you kind of invited that part back to the family table instead of trying to push it out of the house and close the door. And just that, inviting the different parts, the wounded parts of us, the exiles, back uh, to the table is bringing some, some relief, can bring some relief. Yeah, and then maybe you start with 5% and 95%, and then maybe a little more. And also, how close you go. Yeah, so how close, maybe Maybe in the beginning it's really like, okay, you, you, you just touch it with a feather, you know, just, okay, one, one kind breath and retrieving. Retrieving, not escaping, but retrieving and reconnecting and resting in the resource and then going back. 